0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic
1: voyage. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm, I'm Mark. Justin. Okay, you guys are both there. Fantastic. <laughs> um, today we're gonna try out a little bit. New- but I'm here. We we I acknowledged you're here already. Okay, okay. That's I for can sure. see you. And I'm Justin. Yes, Mark, would you like to identify yourself?
0: Hi, 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 yes. Mark. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Now that we're all present, yes,
1: all present and accounted for. Yes, I know we're about to
0: have a very serious episode that we have to study. So I just wanted to have, to have some levity to it. No, that's that's yeah. perfectly, perfectly yeah. okay. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, we are going to try a little bit new format for this episode. We're going to try what we're calling a deep dive format, uh, where we, <laughs> where yes, Justin, just that he does that when you deep dive his throat. Um, <laughs> But we're going to kind of explore particular styles of beer, not necessarily one brewery, but some quality examples of a particular style. And so, bear with us while we stumble through the first one.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um, like the next three. Yeah, yeah.
1: until we. Got, it took us probably about ten episodes to get the regular format under a belt, so it's going to take a little while for this.
0: Strap one. in.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, so. For our first deep dive, we decided to go with the Milk Stout.
0: Ah, near and dear to my heart.
1: Which is one of my favorite varieties, and we have one of my all-time favorite beers here today, so I'm very excited to have that.
2: Yeah, and I did, when I was picking up the beers for Style Spotlights, I was making sure that like at least one of the beers in the flight was listed as a stylistic example by the Beer Judge Certification Program. Ah, wow, right. well done,
1: sir. So in this, we actually will go and reference the, uh, the BJCP... Um st- what do we call that style Guide guidelines. style guidelines thank you um and actually we don 't have just one we have two of them yeah examples. on this one yes so that 's pretty cool so um so milk stout it's to me it 's just a delicious concoction of slightly sweetened stout with using uh, lactose sugar usually in there to add some more unfermentables to the to the beer gives it a little bit creamier texture and for me, it's basically beer chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a pretty good way of putting it. Um, for the BJCP description, it falls under category 16A, and I'm going to go to the binder of knowledge. Ah! Just bringing it out here. Huzzah. The bi- It falls in category 16, the dark British beer, 16A Sweet Stouts. I will try not to read too much of directly from it, but at some point I think we're going to cover all of it. Um. They give the overall impression as a very dark, sweet, full-bodied, slightly roasty ale that can suggest coffee and cream or sweetened espresso. Um, do we want to go through more of this
0: right now? No, I think that that's a good, good description yeah, think, for now. I think it's as, as to we... The, yeah, uh, yeah. Right.
2: the overview.
1: Um, so what we're going to kind of do is... You want to go to history next? What do we want to go?
0: Yeah, let's do history. Right,
1: let's go to history next. History, scrolling through... do 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 Style history. Um, it is originally in English ale. It falls into the categories of um, stout, so we can go back and at some other point we'll really dig into that porter versus stout discussion. Yeah. But in the late nineteen, uh, late 1800s, so we're talking post-1870 or so here, is Engl- the a lot of the English stout drinking crowd had kind of gotten a little bored with stale older ales because they're doing the real ale thing going on there and the stouts are falling into that category and they're starting to get a little stale and they're starting to get a little overly bitter and they decide that they want to find a new way to lighten it up and they literally start adding cream and milk to it to the actual beer itself not necessarily to the brewing process brewers of course decide hey we're going to take this step out of the consumer's hands we're going to do it in the brewing process itself, and start adding lactose sugar to create that um, extra non-fermentable sugars that I was talking about earlier.
2: That makes sense, then, because it's, like... And, uh, Kevin, you you did the research for the this style, and uh, I'm not terribly familiar with the history myself, but it's one of those things that, like, you wonder, like, okay, there's lactose in there, that's milk sugar, but, like, why did brewer's decide to put milk sugar in their beer and it's because it grew out of a practice of
0: people actually putting like milk or cream in the beer at the the pub do people do that with i mean i don't know if anybody knows but do people do that with coffee has it always been a thing putting milk in coffee
1: um i think you kind of get i think you probably get a very similar experience in the fact that you have uh with coffee you get that little bit of bitterness so this cream is going to um smooth out the flavor going to create a little bit sweeter but you still get all the benefits you still experience a lot of the the roast characteristics coming through they're just a little more subdued they're not quite so aggressive um and i know justin's not a coffee drinker mark you're a coffee drinker i love half and half yeah i generally use half and half every
2: once in a while though like when i make the pot on the weekends right i'll pop open a can of sweetened condensed milk and, and whisk that into the pot of coffee see that's a little more than i would go with i was going to say
1: like Every once in a while, I'll actually use like the light cream, and that is a mu- the texture that it creates the change in texture in the coffee is so so
2: incredibly dramatic. Oh, I mean, there's even a big difference between using like whole milk and half and half.
1: Yeah, so um, definitely understandable. A little bit more on the history there. So back in 1875, a um, a brewer by the name of John Henry Johnson, um, originally proposed Johnson. this idea. Um, but was never really able to get it off the ground so by 1907 Lang, a um, a brewer by the name of Mackeson who is still the company is still in there and I believe Triple X Stout is still one of the uh, style examples but uh, he started adding a lactose uh, sugar to the stout and in 1910 he started making the claim that you know what every pint contains the energizing carbohydrates of 10 ounces of dairy milk <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that's that's marketing
0: at its finest Which was complete bullshit Yeah <laughs> um, Cause, Yeah, because back then you could just lie You could just you, say you shit You could
1: just straight up lie And they would tell And so he so he started getting more sales out of this He started getting some legal squabbles And towards the end It kept going It actually took him almost fifty forty five 45 years To finally get around <laughs> Fucking what? To making the rules So by 1946 uh, British authorities mandated that you had could not put the name Milk on the label of Milk Stouts because it still had that impression of being as fortified as Milk and as healthy as Milk.
2: Yeah, and, it, it definitely makes me think of like some of the old-time marketing ads for Guinness Stout yeah. as well. Guinness for strength.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I, what blows my mind is that in 1946, after they've been bombed to fucking oblivion, they were worried about whether or not milk was on the label of a beer.
1: Well, <laughs> no, you know what? It makes a lot of sense to me in the if you look at it from the perspective of saying it's 1946, it's post-war, a lot of the British people are screwed right now, and they might be looking for any oh. way to get the vitamins and minerals that they need. And so when you have a company that's saying that this beer... Is as healthy for you as, you know, as actually getting milk, which was probably pretty scarce at the time, that's going to be more of
2: an issue. Yeah. Right? I mean, In it's that. also when, like, the government was telling people how to make tea out of the rose hips because they weren't getting enough vitamin C and they were trying to prevent everybody from developing scurvy. scurvy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nobody, I, wants I see te- the point.
1: nobody wants teeth falling out all over the place. No. Um, so. They never quite got a hundred, so you can't you you won't usually find a British milk stout, but they will call them cream stouts, and a lot of them still have like dairy themes to them, like milkmaids or things along those lines. Right, um, and of course, as things kind of come over to the U.S., they take them. With American home with American brewing, they have to add a little bit more hops to it because they just feel wrong if they don't increase the alcohol a little more. Yep, make it a little bit more alcohol, and but that lactose sugar is still really being the primary adjunct that's added to it, and it created a little bit of a resurgence here. Um, you know, my favorite part about this is the chocolate flavors that you get out of it. And that's one of the big, and I mentioned it before, it kind of tastes like chocolate milk. And it just get it, but it never sits heavy. No, yeah, but. It's always a lighter beer with that. So that's one of the things that I really like about it. But as far as that, I mean, the, that's what we have there from the, um, you know, from the 40s forward, it really hasn't changed too much in the style design other than Americanizing a little bit.
2: Yeah, and yep. the, the lactose like the lactose is twofold like it makes it a little bit sweeter but it also increases the uh the body so the mouthfeel is a little bit thicker. Right, which definitely helps uh with the perception of the chocolate milk.
1: Yes, right. it does. Um but one of the other things that I did come across that mark you may find interesting is that um some of the brewers to create a similar mouthfeel won't necessarily use as much lactose but they'll increase the base crystal malt okay. in there cause to create a similar mouthfeel, but the flavor obviously changes oh, quite yeah. a bit from that. So that was kind of the, um, what we have here in the notable variations section. And, of course, um, one of the best ways, I think, to serve this is on nitro.
0: Yes. That, the creaminess that you get from the, from the beer gas is always the... That's the yeah, it just creates
1: cool. an absolutely um, incredible
2: change to it yeah so that's a um it's and if if you're not entirely sure what the difference is like 1940s i know does this a lot but generally the breweries on the island if they have a milk stout most often you'll be able to have it both on nitro and on straight co2 so you can have them side by side in your tasting flight to really see what the the beer gas does to the perception of the beer itself
0: right it, it, i remember a couple of times having that i think sinner's mass from 1940s and um it wasn't it's not a milk stout but a hooligan from uh, yeah they're, they're dry irish stout yeah they had that on um on uh, nitro and, and regular co2 and i liked both of them but they were it was amazing the the difference in the two a lot more uh, bite on the co2 from the carbonic acid yeah and then, um, obviously, a lot creamier from the uh, the nitrogen. And from what I understand, that's because it doesn't the nitrogen doesn't assimilate into the uh, liquid as well as the CO two does. Right. The molecules are much larger, and they
2: don't, uh, you know, stuff in in between the molecules
0: of beer as readily as the carbon dioxide does. Right. That's also why you can't get nitro beers in a growler because it just comes out of solution. Right.
1: Yeah. Um. So that kind of concludes our. History portion of it milk stout is definitely a more recent invention you know um it seemed a little bit straightforward to me the history of it and it kind of seems to all be agreed upon which is always rare when it comes to beer styles of usually there's multiple different areas and multiple different people claiming to have started but it seems to be pretty straightforward like nope it was an english one started right around this time and
2: now we're good to go I think part of it, too, is because it happened in the, you know, in the 1800s. Right. You know, it's young enough that, like, good records were kept at the time. Yeah. For certain. For certainly.
0: Yeah, that's true. Unlike our Lick Hainer. Hainer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep saying it wrong. Lich King. Not be- yes. Not because. The Lich King. Yeah, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to continuously call it Lich King while we were recording, because if no one's listened to any other episode, they might not know that I'm a moron and I have to call this thing the Lich King but uh you know in i was after we decided to brew that i went to look up the history of it and like it kind of stops like in the, in the 1850s cuz they stopped making it so who the hell knows what it actually was cuz there's even then there was like no living human that had had one of the original ones now at least everyone who's had one of these things is basically still alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah they this is definitely
1: a more um modern style but it as i mentioned before it is one of my favorite styles um so do we want to kind of review the uh, the BJCP standards of it, so to say? I next?
0: think I think maybe as we taste these, we can sort of talk about how compare, how each like the aroma of each compares. That was my thought. Um, but if you want if you want to go through them real quick, that's fine. I just know that they can get lengthy and and very. Uh, well, this uh, one is in, actually in a, it's
1: a it's fairly short. Okay. So let me uh, let me go through this one pretty quick, and uh, I think it'll give us a little bit more perspective as we taste it. Okay. Um, I know you guys have studied this a little studied these a little bit more than I have. That's fine. So, um So for and an aroma, it suggests a mild roast grain aroma, sometimes with coffee or chocolate notes, an impression of cream like sweetness often exists. Fruitiness can be low to moderately high, diacetyl low to none, hop aroma low to none with floral or earthy notes. The appearance is very dark brown to black in color, can be opaque. Um, and a creamy tan to brown head. Light black. No, very dark brown. No light black. (laughs) Um, The flavor should be dark roasted grain. Malt impressions with coffee or chocolate flavors dominate the the palate. Hop bitterness is moderate. Medium to high sweetness provides a counterpoint to the roasted character and hop bitterness and lasts into the finish. And then it kind of reiterates some of the stuff that was mentioned before with the uh, aroma. And I'll finish up with the uh, mouthfeel here. Uh, medium-full to full-bodied and creamy, low to moderate carbure- carbonation, high-residual sweetness from unfermented sugars enhance the full-tasting mouthfeel. Um, some of the other stuff we'll go through later.
0: Yeah, the um, the interesting part about the aroma, some people might say, well, okay, fruity notes. Like, where where do these fruity notes come from? Is anybody putting raspberry in the beer? And It's not. It's from the, the yeast. So different beers use different yeasts, and this particular style of yeast and English ale yeast will give off sort of a fruity... It's not like a berry. It's uh, hard to identify specific fruit for it, but it it, you know, gives this very like hint of that in the background, no. as long as it's been fermented is well. Is it
1: fruity more like berry fruitiness, or is it fruity more like stone fruit fruitiness?
2: I would say probably more stone fruit-type esters okay. yeah. from
0: uh, English yeast. Okay. Yeah, there's no, it's not, yeah, it doesn't have a sweetness like a berry. It's more of that, that background. Um, like kind of raisiny. Rich. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that's what I would kind of think of. Um, I think I've only ever had gotten that kind of fruity sweetness from maybe one or two varieties of a uh, milk stout that I can remember off the top of my head.
2: Yeah, well, like a lot of the American craft brewers are probably just using like a clean ale yeast, right, and not actually using a, a an English ale, ale to ferment it out. So,
1: do we want to go through each one or do we want to kind of go through the different how do we want to do this?
0: Let's talk about... Let's just say the three that we're going to uh, okay. taste first. So we have the Samuel Adams Cream Stout, which, based on the name, I'm going to guess is probably going closer along the lines to the early English variety, being that they're calling it a Cream Stout rather than a straight-up Milk Stout, but I'm not sure. Um, the Left Hand Milk Stout, which is a, a perennial favorite beer for me. Um, I, I haven't personally had a lot of Milk Stouts, or at least I haven't paid attention to the differences between them, so it's going to be fun, but I know that I like that beer. And then the uh, Keegan's Ale Mother's Milk. Those are the three that we're going to go through. and We have a lot of uh, information about all of them, actually. Samuel Adams, we have the hops and the malts they use. The same thing for left-hand milk stout. And we have the, uh, the hops from the Mother's Milk. So it would be, it's going to be interesting little, little tasting. Um, I know that while Kevin was uh, going through the history that he, he diligently researched, Mark and I were tasting them a little bit. So, Mark, do you have any, any thoughts on, on any of the specific ones?
2: Uh, the Samuel Adams one perception wise definitely seems drier to me, like more closer to an Irish stout on the finish.
0: Yeah, I, um, I, I
2: agree. The The left hand is definitely the most chocolate milky of them. You know, it, it's nicely sweet, but also it's, it's okay. not cloying. And the, uh, the Keegan's mother's milk, I don't know that I've ever had it before.
0: I definitely haven't.
2: But it's kind of in between them. It's uh, the bitterness I feel like is higher than in left-hand smoked stout, but it's
0: not as dry finishing as the Sam Adams cream stout. I think that's pretty pretty accurate. I for the cream the cream stout the Sam Adams one I get uh, a dark chocolate note from. More than milk chocolate, like I don't I, when yeah. I drink it, I don't yeah, really I think would, of milk chocolate. I would agree with you. Uh, left hand to me is you know the Hershey's kiss kiss of the bunch. Yeah, that's yeah. the the milkiest of the milk stout, so to speak. And then Keegan's being in the middle makes a lot of sense. But I also find Keegan's to be I don't know for me it's not even just in the middle. It's it's not quite as uh, dark chocolate as as the Sam Adams one. But I don't know that the interesting thing is for me because obviously left hand milk stout is like my my think of a milk stout. That's what I think of. I wouldn't have guessed that either of the, of the other two were milk stouts just by drinking them. Um, just because they're,
2: uh, they're they're not quite as uh, sweet on the palate,
0: right? This I don't find them. I in particular the Sam Adams one I don't really find sweet at all.
2: No,
1: the the Sam Adams one definitely has the driest finish, and is probably the closest to the uh, drier Irish style stouts that you usually think of. Um. I think you do get some of those dark chocolate notes with the with the sam the the left hand I'm I'm going to continuously gush about cuz I just I think it's fantastic. Um it is definitely the sweetest of the bunch of them. Um you probably get more chocolate notes to it. But with the Keeganels and I've had this one too, they usually and I mentioned this to Mark before, which what surprised me when he said he hadn't had it when you two judges, is they usually keep it at one of our local favorite watering holes at brick house so
2: that's because there's a familial tie there
1: uh yeah between keegan's and the
2: yeah so the the brewmaster founder of keegan's Ales right is the son of one of the owners at brick house
1: oh okay well that makes perfect sense um but i've had this one numerous times and this one this one has more of the uh, the coffee notes to me. I don't really place it as, more as uh, much on the chocolate spectrum, mm. more on the coffee spectrum of it. Um, but it definitely has a little bit more sweetness than the cream stout. So you get that. You, you, it, to me, yeah, it comes, the, off, comes off a little bit more milky.
2: The Keegan's is more of the espresso with cream right. perception than chocolate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Not ever having really had it. That's is that is that the coffee and milk thing, basically? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, it makes sense. It's, I mean, I,
1: I really like them all. I mean, I I would definitely go for all three of them, and I think they're good like that. Um, do we want to go through um, some of the stats on each of the different beers real quick?
0: Yeah, I was just going to gonna talk about that. In particular, the the hops and everything. The uh, Samuel Adams Cream Stout. It's four point nine ABV. Um, which is nice. Uh, Twenty-eight IBUs. The IBUs for all of them should be relatively similar. Um, the the malts to me are very interesting because this one has they, they're saying roasted unmalted barley. Now, what do they mean by unmalted? Because I know obviously I know what roast malt is, but is that the same it's thing? It's not.
2: It, it, it roast, it's so it's roasted barley. Roasted barley hasn't been malted. Right, and that is a thing that grew out of the tax code in Ireland. Which is why dry Irish stouts, they get their color and roast character from roasted barley that hasn't been malted because the tax was based upon the amount of malt that went into the beer. Uh-huh. So
0: because the roast barley wasn't malted, it wasn't taxed. Okay, so anywhere where uh, a recipe lists roasted barley, it's unmalted? That generally, is. Generally? Yes. Okay. Okay, So, yeah, because that, that, that was how St. Adams put it, but on the left-hand milk uh, stout side... They have roasted barley, just roasted barley listed. It's probably the same thing. That was yes. what I was curious about. Yeah. And speaking of that, that is a six percent ABV, which makes me happy because definitely doesn't taste like a six percent beer. No, no. Um, and then uh, the uh, their hops are, are Magnum, probably a very little bit for for bittering for at the beginning, yeah. Charge and then uh, Goldings. The I don't think I said it for Sam Adams, but they have uh, two of my favorites: Fuggles and East Kent Goldings because it's a great dog name and I actually I love East Kent Golding hops in in British styles
1: I think it's interesting that you get one with um British Goldings and one with u uh, s goldings oh yeah to kind mm-hmm. of uh, change it up a little bit there
0: yeah, that's probably a hop contract situation yeah <laughs>
1: um you know and the left hand also has some of that uh flaked oats in there too right which yeah. is always going to create a nice yeah that's
2: also going to help your body
1: yeah the um the Keegan comes in at five uh, percent ABV with 18. IBUs, um, and they have UK Pilgrim Hops, and there was another one in there. I think they also use a Golding in there. I missed uh, typing that in. I apologize on that. All good. Um, and since we always love to argue about the color, they actually, all three, had the color
0: posted on their websites. I have I have a bow to pick with them, but go ahead. You okay. go.
1: <laughs> so the Mother's Milk comes in at 40, the left hand at
0: 47, and the Sam Adams at 80 which I, I'm calling bullshit on the 80 from Sam Adams because it looks basically like the other three. I mean, it definitely is, it might be slightly darker, but, like, come on yeah, now.
2: Yeah, it's slightly. It doesn't seem like it's so twice somebody, as
0: dark. So somebody went to Beersmith, got it to 80, and wrote 80, basically, is what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, Not that it makes any difference. I would say difference. that they're all, very cle- um, they're all clear beers. They're all, you know, there's no uh, cloudiness in the beer. They all seem to be pretty clear.
2: And, oh, yeah. The thing that's surprising to me is that the Keegans has the lowest... At least calculated bitterness, but okay. it's yeah. definitely not the one. But definitely bo- tastes the most. Yeah, bitter. it's definitely the one that's um, most so- perceived most bitter.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the cream stout, the same cream stout's a close, a close second on the on the bitterness. Yeah. Um, so why don't we um, talk about how we would rate each beer? You know, on our on our standard scale, while everybody's getting ready, I, I think it's been a little bit. Maybe we should potentially refresh a, a new listener on how we rate these things. Good call. You want to go
1: for it, Justin? Yeah.
0: So I'll, uh, it's a, we start off with a taster. Um, five, oh, sorry, it's a five-point scale. Our first level is a taster. Our second level is a pint. Our third level is a bomber. And then we go up to a growler, and then we go to a keg. And, uh, Gotta have it. If anyone uh, attempts to uh, ad-lib, I get really angry.
1: Yes, that's true. <laughs> and uh, just to go back and fix my error before, the uh, mother's milk, has, the other hop that's in there is Cascade.
0: Ah, that's really interesting. That's got to be the bittering the uh, the bittering charge. I know Pilgrim is pretty close to the Golding situation. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's also
2: noted that it's uh, UK. I'm not familiar with Pilgrim hops at all.
0: Oh, yeah, I only remember from the uh, the Mastering Homebrew book that that scale. On, oh, and yeah. the scale of English. Well, yeah. I mean, you've I've you've been recently brewing at it, yeah. you've been brewing British styles much more than I have. Right. So, um. I would probably. I'm going to start off the the ratings for this Sam Adams Cream Stout, and I'm I'm going to give that one a. Uh, hmm. It's close. I'm going to give it a bomber. I almost went growler. Uh, I really like it. I, I really enjoy the uh, the um dark chocolate finish to it. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about which ones we think are uh, when we get to our Crucible of Doom in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk more about which ones are close to style or interesting, but uh, I really, I really enjoy the uh, the dark chocolate note.
2: I'm going to second you on the bomber for the uh, Sam Adams. I, it, you know, it's enjoyable, but I just, I would want something like lighter, or maybe just completely different flavor profile after the second one, because I think more than two would just build on my palate too much, and then I would stop enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. The cream stout from Sam is
1: always, um, I always run into the problem when I get that because it usually comes in the mix packs. Oh yeah, that mix of six. And yeah. I usually drink all of them out of it first,
0: and then I go and then I'm like, and, and then, then, then you're and then you're left with three porch rockers and you're like, fuck, what am I going to do with these? No, I like the. Porch he trucker. loves the porch rockers. I leave the Porch... I bring him my porch rockers. I, when you
1: guys don't, when you guys get those mixed ones, I'm the one that's like, oh, sweet porch rocker. I'm drink these.
0: Terrible <laughs> beer.
1: <But, laughs> what was that it's a fucking (laughs) terrible beer i listen i like it i don't i don't know why i like it um this one is one of my is one of my favorites from uh from boston brewing and for me it's probably gonna fall into i'm i'm hemming and hawing between the bomber and and growler category but i'm probably gonna go with Bomber, just because it's not quite as sweet as the other ones that I like, okay, a that little bit sense. more. So, going to go with a bomber on that one as well. Now, the second one, the left-hand milk style, I'm just going to jump right in here because I. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, is, I, I,
0: I listen. I'm, I got my like, raincoat on. I'm, yeah, I'm ready because it's going to come. <laughs> all, it's going to be all over you. Yeah, <laughs> um, safety goggles. <laughs> yeah,
1: only because it gets. It, There's been so many times that I've drank the whole six pack of this or more than that than this one this one's got to be a keg for me yeah like the left hand milk stout, i just think is an absolutely fantastic beer i know it's sweet i know it's not the lightest easiest drinking beer ever but it is pretty light um it's sneaky strong with the six point with the six abv
2: yeah i definitely didn't realize it was and, that
1: strong. like i just i love drinking this beer i really do and i keep coming back to it time and time again it's it's it falls into the category of being an old standby for me one of my favorites like it just checks everything for me so how about you mark what's your feelings on the uh, left hand
2: uh i really enjoy it as well but i'm gonna stay at the ground level because um i'd be perfectly okay if i didn't have this on hand at all times
0: yeah, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna second the growler. I almost went went bomb around it. We'll talk why we'll talk about why when we get to the Crucible of Doom. But uh it it is an easy, easy drinking dark beer. And I think that um if you were to put this in an opaque cup and hand it to someone and not have them look at it and take a drink, they would know that it was dark probably from the roast. But I think it would surprise someone who doesn't drink dark beer as to how sweet and drinkable it is versus what it you know, what it would appear to be. Yeah, I
2: mean it's a far cry from uh, what a good boy that we uh, were sampling from Barrage last week. Oh yeah,
0: that you know, it it, it they look it, they look similar, but they're they're not the same. They're <laughs> not the same at all. Actually, well, Kevin, I, Kevin's mixing. Kevin's mixing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll find make- out about this experiment in a minute. <laughs> okay. We're gonna. So, we're, Justin,
2: what did you finally decide on? We
0: decided on a bomber. On a bomber? No, reason? sorry, growler. We're gonna on go growler. Bomb, growler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna go growler on that one. It's it's too good to go go down go down to a bomber. We'll we'll talk about that a little in a little bit. As far as the last one goes, I had never had it. I had never um, had the Keegans before. I actually don't. I must have had something from them at some point, but I've definitely seen. It. I I really liked this one a lot. <laughs> Kevin's just like his mixologist over here. Alone. <laughs> yeah, he's spinning the bottles behind him like we're in a fucking Patrick Swayze movie.
1: You mean? Never
0: mind. No, so he, I saw wheels turning. I was going to wait to see what kind of gem came out, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't get anything this time. We were mining.
2: Yeah, whatever. What's
0: <laughs> the name of that movie where he's the bouncer? Roadhouse. That's it. Yeah. All right. I feel, like I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm insanely gay for knowing that. Right, sure. but I
1: think you're confusing Roadhouse with Cocktail. I am. Which is Tom Cruise. You're right. And he's the one spinning the bottles over, which is kind of what I wanted to yeah, yeah. You, you, should, you should Yeah, sma- yeah.
0: You should smash me for that, because it's fucking yeah. totally wrong. They're not even remotely just, the same person. straight up wrong. No. One of them is right. dead, and one of them is a Scientologist. It's like we, they're not <laughs> the same. Exactly. Um, I'm probably going to get sued now. So... Uh, Listen, send, send, I, I, I'm gonna put one that the under the best same thing that could
2: possibly happen is Tom Cruise sues one of us. I know.
0: Right. I and for the record, if you need to sue us, it's counsel at beer dot com. So anyway, back to the Keegan's Mother's Milk. Um, what I find interesting is they call it Mother's Milk, but I like I said, I, I don't know that I would have guessed it was a milk stout either. But it kind of mixes the dark chocolate notes from uh, the cream, the uh, Sam Adams Cream Stout, and the Left Hand in a way that. Um, I don't know, in a little coffee note. I like it. I'm going to go growler on it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I enjoy it. It's not, like, I, I definitely wouldn't think of it as a milk stout, but I really do enjoy, like, the coffee and cream flavor that I get from it. Yeah. It's just not, uh, the bitterness is more prominent, and it's not as perceptibly sweet as what I generally think of when I think milk stout. Right. I, I, I'm i
1: agreeing 100% with you guys. Um, this one has been, on the rare occasion that Brickhouse has been out of Nitro Stout, this has been like, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll have the mother's milk. Right. <laughs> like, it's it's been my standby there a few times. Um, I really like the coffee. And I think you, Justin, you hit it. It's almost better than coffee. It's It's more of an espresso kind of flavor, which is, it's not... To some may be like, well, I'm kind of splitting hairs here, but there is a definite difference. Oh, there's a between, coffee between coffee and, and, espresso. and espresso, and I think it is closer to espresso with a little bit of cream in there. Which, if you're drinking espresso, you're never going to put cream in it. But that's, that's the point. Um, <laughs> is it creates a little bit different flavor profile. Um, I like it. It is one of um, it is one that I've gone back to numerous times. But for me, this one falls into the probably into the bomber category of i like it i've had it a few times and i want it today but it might be a couple of weeks before i go back to it again
0: that's uh it's under- understandable especially with its how much you like the left-hand version of the milk stout it makes sense that one that departs from it as much as that one does right that it's not going to be quite the same yeah so this brings us to the uh, the final section of uh, our style episode that we're calling our Crucible of Doom.
1: No, no. Say it right.
0: The Crucible of Doom. Well, there's also a zero in what I'm reading, too, on top of the whole thing. So. Yes, I know. I
1: did that just to create the little... Uh, oh, I see. That's in an inflection oom. note. I got Yes. You.
0: Yeah, see, not everybody knows how to do umlauts, Mark. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> what? What is it? Alt what? Uh, Oh, two, four, six. Thank you. <laughs> Motherfucker. God oh, damn it. So... <laughs>
0: We're going to talk about which one of these was the best tasting, I think we're going to come to a consensus on, on on these. I think that's the idea here. Best tasting, most interesting, and closest to style. I would like... I know that we're going to go in reverse, sorry, but I'd like to start with closest to style. Right. I think that's the easiest easiest one out if of these If we're going
1: to start with closest to style, I want to bring in a couple of the uh, other kind of notes sure. from uh, the BJCP here, because that's what we're going with, is... Um, the I, we don't know the original gravity and the final gravity, but um, for the IBUs they represent they should be between twenty and forty, which I believe all three of them fall into. Keegan's is eighteen, but I think we'll give it a pass. Okay, yeah. uh, the SRM is between thirty and forty, which. Um, we're all kind of a, all three of them were kind of on the high one, especially the uh the eighty s r m yeah I uh, mean you know w- Sam w-
0: yeah when we you know the good news is when when you're you know when you're judging you're you're gonna go by eye and right. all I would give all of these like no more than forty so
1: and they all fall into the category... the in style for the a b v of between four and six okay so um the only other things that they have that's some comments. I don't think we really need to discuss that. Characteristics ingredients—we don't really need to talk about those. Uh, and that's comparing to other ones. So I think we're uh, we're pretty much set on those. So they all kind of meet some of the vital statistics in there,
0: right? So they're all they're all in the wheelhouse for that. The you know, I think the, the, the obvious one for me is going to be Left Hand Milk Stout. I think it shows the sweetness. I think it shows the lactose and the fact that all of us commented that we wouldn't know if the other two were milk stouts when we drank them. It's pretty much it's got to be Left Hand. for me.
2: You're yeah, going yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with you on left hand, uh, just because you know again, because when uh, and like thinking about it, I'm not really
0: sure. I have probably had left hands milk stout before. Oh, you had to. I, I know my, you. Have. My, Mike has brought it to like every party. Since no, that's time. just
2: their uh, left hand nitro. That's not the milk stout. Oh, it isn't. No, no. he's brought the milk stout numerous times. Oh. That's too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he he usually just rolls up with the straight up.
0: Oh, they're Nitro? All right.
2: Uh, nitro Stout, yeah. All right. Uh, but, yes, when I think of Milk Stout, left-hand Milk Stout is definitely what I perceive in my mind. Um, for me, the... When I
1: Before we even ever started doing the show, whenever I thought of Milk Stout, I thought of left-hand Milk Stout. Like, that's the one in my head. Um, I want it, But the... The Sam, I think a a really good argument can be made for the Sam Cream Stout um, in that it takes a very, the classic stout style, and there is a perceptible sugariness to it. There is that little bit of change in the texture between the normal stout and a milk stout with it.
2: See, I hear you, and drinking the, the Sam's Cream Stout... Reminds me of the milk stout that I made, like, two years ago. Right. And when I submitted that to a competition, I got shit on for not being sweet enough as a milk stout. Right. And that, you know, and it, from what I recall, it tasted kind of like the Sam's Cream Stout. Right. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking of regarding that. Um, no, I, I understand. And that's not to say that the judge that judged that beer was correct. Right, because you know there was eighteen percent lactose in that beer, which is definitely it's a lot within the range mm-hmm. and
0: whatever. One of the one of the things that I wanted to check on was the, the finish because the Sam's had the driest finish, right? And one of the hallmarks f- f- of the finish and the flavor is like t- you could have a medium dry finish that's as dry as it's supposed to get according right. to style guidelines, and I this is it's way more than medium dry; it's almost Irish stout dry. Yes, so I think that that that. Um, You know, it pretty much make you know for me solidifies the left hand because left hand's finish. While it's, I wouldn't consider it to be like overly sweet. It's definitely you know a a medium to a medium full body.
1: Right now, the I think after doing the history for, after doing the homework for it, the the cream stout from Sam just is to me. It's 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 interesting because it because because I can almost see. The history of it in there, of saying like, "Oh, you took a regular stout and then you just added some cream to it, like to create." It tastes the most like what the style was designed designed as. Um, but I think, but I am gonna in the at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with the left hand milk stout Excellent. as the um, closest to style.
0: I, I and I do agree, and that's one of the things that I wondered because I know that a, a lot of times um, Sam Adams will pull a historical version of something or try to go a more historical way with the recipes. And right. I do, wa- and I know I they wonder, did, on yeah, that. and I know they did on. Oh, those. okay, that's a, yeah, that, and I, obviously with the name it makes sense. I, that was it, it's you know it's kind of neat to be able to yeah. taste that and then go okay, well this is where we're at now with the left hand. Um, and for that, and
1: because of that, that's why the um, the sa- the cream stout is going to be the most interesting to me. Um, it adds the little bit of history, it adds the little bit of change of place, in, and that I haven't had it nearly as much as the other two, it's the most interesting one to me.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually, I was really going to go with Keegan's as my most interesting, but while we were talking about the style, I started thinking about it. Now that you say it, I do think that, that to me, the, at least the, the idea in my head, whether it's right or wrong, that this was how it was done originally, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and say that, that is also the most interesting to me.
2: Oh, see, because I was gonna go with Keegan's as the most interesting for me, uh, just because it is uh, it's definitely within the style, but the the flavor profile that they built for theirs sets it apart from pretty much every other milk stout I've ever had, just because they they're emphasizing coffee notes more than they are chocolate notes,
1: right. And I just I kind of run into the issue that Justin stated earlier of with the with the Keegans that maybe on a blind on a blind taste test I don't know if I would quite pick Keegans out as a milk stout but rather just think it was a pretty good regular stout. Oh, I'm a not. Di- stout. I'm not disagreeing. No, but with you I'm guys saying there. like that's that's the only thing that prevents it from me from being the most interesting in the category.
0: I do, however, think that uh, Keegan's is, um, the, for me, overall the best tasting. I, I find it more interesting than, than the others um, because of those coffee notes and this, yeah, the sweetened espresso thing. It's, uh, the complexity that it brings, to me, makes it, you know of the three beers, very, very slightly ahead of left-hand milk stout in terms of what I would like to maybe not drink a lot of at one time, but drink um, on a more regular basis.
2: Mark, your thought for best tasting for me, it's gonna be the left hand milk stout. I, it's what I think of when somebody says milk stout, and I really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, altogether for me, the left hand's the best tasting one. Um, It's just my favorite one to come back to. So um, we have a a split decision here on best tasting, and um, are we gonna try to get to consensus, or do we want to go with a the two-thirds majority here. Uh, I
0: think, it's definitely a yeah. two-thirds majority. I think the 2 two-thirds majority is fine. Okay. Well, the only the only rebuttal that I would have is <laughs> we can write minority dissents if we want. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good, we're good on that. That's less shit I have to <laughs> do later. So um, just, there are just put Justin dissents, or <laughs> Kevin dissents, or whatever. Like um, there, uh, you mentioned that like when you think of a milk stout. To me, when I was thinking of best tasting, I just threw the whole concept of the style out and just. You know which one of these beers do I want Which doesn't mean that that's not no, the same yeah, thing for it, you. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that at all. But that was how I went to it. If you're gonna, for me, uh, clearly, the, if if I'm picking the milk out out of these three that I want to drink, it's gonna be it's gonna be the left left hand milk stack because I don't I don't generally think even even with the idea that you can have the coffee notes, to me, the coffee notes would probably be a little bit too far out of style of the on Keegan's. Oh, is that your? Uh, uh, this, so this is your. So uh, my my crazy concoction, concoction was.
1: um you know, as we wrap those up, my crazy concoction was I took a little bit of the uh, left hand milk stout and I added a little bit of the Barrage, uh, the who's a good boy, the chocolate raspberry. What a good boy. What a good boy. Who's a good boy? <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, no. It says who's a good boy. Oh. It says it on the tag who's a good boy. Um, and just mix them up a little bit together to get a chocolate raspberry milkshakey kind of thing going on. Um, I thought it created an interesting kind of flavor. I don't think it particularly added too much to either of them, but it was kind of entertaining.
2: It definitely cut down on the viscous qualities of the uh, yes raspberry. It, yeah, it
1: thinned out the raspberry one a little bit. <laughs> all right, try that. What is that? Is that the same thing? I like? added Keegans to it, <laughs> so I had a coffee. This is to what's it. going on in our stomach. We're just passing yeah. it over our mouth, now. right?
0: I, 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 you know, it. I tried to put an equal amount of Keegans as to what was in there. So,
1: sorry, I think I drank a little too much. Um. Wow. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> you want the last sip there, Mark? It's like right. the drinks or the
0: cup. <laughs> um,
2: it's interesting. See that together, like the the three layers there. Yeah, I think that's.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have to make no. this a part of every style episode. Where we, I don't know, we added in one from a previous episode, but I think we're gonna have to mix, uh, mix all three of them together bit. at some point just to see what happens. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was this was fun. I uh, I I enjoyed. Uh, using a little bit different of a format and um being able to uh to you know to come to a consensus on the uh on those three at the end or in our in our crucible of doom
1: yes if you guys have other better names that you can suggest for the um the judging arena feel free to submit them indeed to us on uh on facebook or uh instagram or whatever one of i the guess numbers. you
2: tweet at us and i'll see it eventually but
1: <laughs> yeah no promises on the <laughs> tweets yeah um or email us or give us a phone call whichever way you want to get in touch with us they're they're all out there and uh we hope to hear from you soon and if you guys have not guys and gals i use the collective guys there um let us know your favorite milk stout you know maybe we'll put a little poll up on the the facebook and uh you know vote for these 3 or maybe write in your other one. I think we guys can do that.
0: Yeah, I think we can we I think can we handle should, that. I think, think we should do that next week. I think we can manage that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um and if you have other really good ones that you can recommend, please let us know about them. Or, oh I'm always looking for another good book Yeah. Step.
0: Let us know what st- other styles you want to hear about. We have some other ones already planned, but uh if anybody has uh styles and uh yeah, don't fuck with us and, and write like, you know, uh Kentucky common or anything because I know we can go to po Boy and get one, but I don't think we're getting one anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think that just about wraps
1: it up. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show. Or send them a good
2: old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.